Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting EXIT PLAN with no spaces to 44222. That's EXIT PLAN to 44222. Again, text EXIT PLAN to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach tip of the day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Well, hey, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us today. You know, it's always a pleasure to have you with us here at ExaCoach Radio, uh, where we cover a wide variety of topics from some very talented and brilliant advisors. And today is no exception. My first guest this morning is Amanda Singer. And Amanda is the owner uh, of California Family Mediation Center and San Diego Family Mediation Center. And her business is family mediation, which mainly focuses on divorce mediation and working with couples who want to stay out of court. And today we're going to talk about why mediation is a better option for couples getting divorced. So, Amanda, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Well, Amanda, uh, I have seen you uh, out and about uh, networking with other professional advisors around Southern California and uh, it's always interesting to hear your comments about uh, mediation versus divorce. And, of course, we live in Southern California where uh, couples don't always uh, stay together. So it's important to have options. But uh, before we get into that, tell me a little bit about you and your background. Yeah, so I am licensed as an attorney. Uh, I just don't do any litigation. Um, but I do, do keep my license. I also am what they, what is a CDFA, which is a Certified Divorce Financial Analyst. Um, and I have my master's in dispute resolution. So when I was in law school, I focused on conflict resolution, dispute resolution, and you know started mediating and find that family law is one of the areas where mediation was really um, important because you've got relationships and you know people when they go to court they end up fighting and you know hating each other and when they've got especially when they've got kids together they're going to need to work together. So, you know, went into mediation and family law for the whole time. Um, I've been, you know, at this for about seven, eight years now and, you know, really enjoy being able to work with couples who do want to stay out of court and be able to keep that process less um, acrimonious than it may be. Well, let me ask you a question. When you were a kid, think back to when you were a kid, were you always helping your friends settle their arguments? <laughs> I think I definitely was. Um, I okay. do know when I was in elementary school, I did uh, peer mediation, which um, some of the schools and stuff still do now, but basically using students to help 
uh, resolve conflicts for other students. So I know that I did that. I think it was like fourth or fifth grade. So I definitely was on this path early on, um, not even necessarily knowing what I was going to do. Um, my mom is also a therapist, so growing up I saw that side of things. So I saw kind of the emotional um, side of relationships and almost became a therapist as well. But really when I learned about mediation, saw that it was an area where you could kind of combine some of that. Um, I had an interest in going to law school, so combining kind of the legal side, the conflict resolution, along with the emotions, because they do come into play. There's days where I feel like I'm a therapist. Well, I would imagine, yeah, there there would be. You're you're certainly um, you're dealing with situations where there's going to be emotion, and and you need to be able to uh, to handle that at that particular time. Do you only work? with um, family businesses? I know it's called Family Mediation Center, so duh, but <laughs> do, you, do you work with others who might have disputes, or is it strictly limited to uh, uh, family members and husbands and wives and that type of thing? So we usually limit it um, only to anything that's family-related. Now, that is kind of a broad area. As you mentioned at the beginning, a lot of the clients that we work with are divorce mediation, so they're separating or going through a divorce. But there are other areas of kind of family that we work with. Sometimes we'll end up with just kind of family conflicts or estate distribution issues um, or you know businesses involved with family members. Um, also do some premarital mediation. So I always say those are my happier clients, um, working with them before they get married to kind of talk about um, the issues that they should think about. And especially when people are getting married later now and they're having businesses and homes and even maybe it's a second marriage, so they've got kids already or something, um, really having that conversation about how they want to handle, handle their finances and handle their property while they're married. So any, I always say kind of anything that has a family relationship dynamic to it, we can work on. Yeah, and as you know, I work with a lot of family businesses, and, and so there's a lot of um, potential tensions inside of that, and it gets really complicated when you have uh, uh, all the dynamics of a family business, especially if they're, oh my gosh, if they're contemplating divorce and they both work at the the company, it can be really, really messy, and you have kids inside and outside the business that might be uh, trying to str- have a power struggle, things that... that uh, things like mm-hmm. estate planning, like you mentioned. So uh, conflict is with us, and uh, and so is Amanda Singer to talk about how to deal with conflict. Let's talk a little bit about the benefits of mediation. What what can you tell us about the benefits of mediation, Amanda? Yeah, so there's definitely a lot of excuse me, benefits with mediation. Um, You know, one of the ones I think people always think about is going to be the cost, right? So knowing that if you go to court, you're both hiring an attorney, you're paying a retainer, and it can take years to get a resolution. And all of the work that's done is charged hourly. And that's, you know, you've got attorneys, you may have other financial professionals, business valuators, parenting coordinators, all all those. So the cost is definitely one of those things where mediation, we do everything as a flat fee. So the cost is going to be a lot less and our clients always know from the beginning what it's going to look like. And that certainty I think is really helpful um, because, you know, one of the other benefits with mediation is it's it's a forward-looking process. So, you know, we know that Something has happened while they were married that got them to the point they're at, but now it's figuring out how do they move forward. And that can be emotionally, that can be logistically, financially, figuring out what are their next steps 
and how are they going to get there. And by doing it through mediation, they're able to be the ones in control of the decisions and making the choices that they want. So if they go to court, a judge makes the decisions for them, and the judge doesn't know them, doesn't know their kids, their family, and you know isn't going to necessarily know what might be best for them. But it, when they sit down together in mediation, they're in control of those decisions. I, you know, I'm here as their mediator, as a neutral third party, and I'm able to facilitate the conversation and help them reach agreements. But ultimately, they're the ones who say what they do or don't want to do. And I think that control is really important um, because they know their family best and what's going to work for them. Uh, One of the other benefits that I think is really important to a lot of our clients is confidentiality. So not many people know this, but uh, divorce files uh, in in San Diego, sorry, San Diego or anywhere in California are a public record. So if you want to go down to the family courthouse and pull anybody's divorce file, you can. And so that means that any information that's in there is a public record. Now in mediation, we keep everything confidential and we also file the least amount possible with the court. So, you know, like you're talking about uh, family businesses you might work with, a lot of times if they're going through a divorce, people don't want their business information out there public for anyone to see. So, you know, we work with them to make sure that we keep as much confidential, and that's just not possible if they go to court. Yeah, that's huge. So you mentioned cost, which is kind of ironic because um, probably most couples fight mostly about money. So now they finally found mm-hmm. something that they can agree on that they can save money on. So <laughs> as, um, forward-looking process, yep. <laughs> the keeping control uh, of your of your situation better than by handing it over to a judge and confidentiality. That is huge because I know in um, in most divorce situations you're going to have depositions and information that's floating around there that you probably don't want people to have. Now, when people come to you and to the to the uh, um, the California Family Mediation Center, San Diego Family Mediation Center, when they come there, do they come and say, we're hiring you to mediate our case, or is it usually initiated by one spouse or the other? And I have a follow-on question, so let's start with that one. Is it it the couple that hires you, or is it one spouse comes in and and hires you for their side, and then somebody else... um, uh, hires you for their, you know, for their side. Yeah, so it's always going to be the couple that hires me because I stay neutral and I don't represent either of them. I work with both. Um, so if they're going to work with us, they're both my clients. They're both signing an agreement with us, um, and you know, I can't work with just one. Got it. Okay, makes perfect sense. <clears throat> so uh, in in that case, what happens if one of the spouses does not want? To mediate. Yeah, so I get this question often because while the clients, it'll always be both of them, sometimes, I mean, there's always one person who's initiating either the research or the conversation about mediation, so we get the call in the office or an email, um, and we try to do our consults with both, but sometimes one person comes in as well, and they'll say, well, what if my spouse doesn't want to mediate? Now, I do have to say mediation is voluntary, so they have to both agree to do it, but I do also tell them that you don't have to agree on anything else when you come in here. All you have to agree on is that you both want to sit down and do mediation. Um, sometimes people think, well, we have to agree on things before we come in. No, that's my job. My job is to help them figure out what their agreements are going to be um, and just understanding the benefits to not litigating and the benefits to doing things through mediation um, instead of having to go to court. Okay, well, that's really good to know. I mean, I've always wondered about that. You know, there's, there's, uh, you're dealing with conflict and 
uh, it seems like in a situation where where people said, "Look, let's uh, we're uh, we can settle this," right? Do, have, mm-hmm. do you find that people come to you first, or have they gone to an attorney and realized it's going to be you know crazy expensive, or maybe they've even tried that route and then they come to you? What, what do you find? It's definitely a mix. Um, I think majority of our clients, and kind of, I think the best place to start is to start looking at mediation, knowing that if it doesn't work, you always can go and hire an attorney, um, but checking it out first, because what happens is when one person goes out and hires an attorney, the other it puts the other person on the defensive, and they automatically end up going out and feeling like, well, now I need an attorney. And while it is still possible to mediate after you've already hired attorneys, you can mediate even with your attorneys, it's harder, because at that point, we find that people are more upset that you know, they just don't, they have a harder time getting back to the point of mediating. So, you know, usually the kind of ideal time is to, you know, look into mediation before you hire an attorney. However, I want people to know that it's never too late. Uh, and understand, I've had clients that have been litigating for one, two, three, even four years who've come to mediation and said, you know what, we're sick of this. We haven't gotten enough done. We may be, maybe at that point they only have one or two main issues, but they just don't want to pay anymore and they want to be done. They want to be able to move on and live their lives as opposed to living it in court, basically. Yeah, I, I would imagine there's, there's a wide variety of situations, but it seems like if you're going to explore um, divorce or, you know, getting, you know, getting things fixed, that you want to start in the shallow end, and that would be let's start with mediation because, like you said, we can always, if it doesn't work, if it breaks down, we can always uh, splinter off and get our own attorneys, right? I, I didn't, mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if that was an option. So you're not waiving any kind of rights to go to hire an attorney when you start in mediation. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. You always have the right to do that. And because it's voluntary, really, at any point, they have the right to say, you know what, this isn't working for me. I want to leave. Now, we ask our clients to let us know and we talk about it because we want to see if it's something we can work through. But, no, you don't waive anything by starting in mediation. Okay, good to know. So um, are there situations where people should not consider mediation? Are there are there non-starters when somebody comes in and says, you know, Here's our situation, and you go. This is what this is. This is not going to work. You need to uh, um, go get attorneys. Yeah. So while I do think that mediation, you know, works in more cases than people realize, there are certainly some situations where you know we at least won't, and um, you know, I think kind of general in that a lot of mediators won't. But you know, the biggest kind of red flag for us is if there's a restraining order. So if there's a restraining order um, current. Um, we won't mediate with them. Now, I do know some mediators who do more of kind of the the high conflict and will work if there's a restraining order, you know, so long as the judge allows them to do it for mediation and, you know, things like that. But the concern that we see when there's a restraining order is that there's an imbalance of power. And so, you know, 
it's hard to mediate when one person is fearful of the other person and may not feel like they can speak their mind. And so, you know, that's something that we really watch out for. I mean, we always, in all of our intakes, we have a confidential intake that we ask them to fill out before their consult. And we always ask, you know, has there been or is there a restraining order? And, you know, if there's one currently, it's something that we don't do. If there has been one in the past, then we'll have a conversation about it and see are they at a point where they can mediate or is that power imbalance still so large that it would be a struggle and, you know, we'd be concerned about one person getting the advice they need. Well, I am taking notes feverishly and learning a lot here. This is great stuff. Um, Amanda, do you have any uh, success stories that you could share with us? I realize confidentiality is at a premium here, but is there any kind of a situation you could share with us to kind of illustrate how you've helped someone uh, through this process? Yeah, um, kind of share two short different ones, you know, one being on the the parenting side of things. So, you know, part of what we do when they have kids is work on a parenting plan and, you know, um, had a couple that came in and, you know, they've, they've got uh, three children, and they both really want as much time as possible with the kids, but they just couldn't agree on what that looked like. Um, you know, one of the parents worked from home. Uh, one of them, you know, worked out of the home, although they both worked a lot, and it was really figuring out how do you maximize the amount of time that the parents get to spend with the kids because nobody wants to spend you know, less time with their kids, but they also want to spend quality time with them and making sure, you know, that they get that. So, you know, sitting down in mediation, we were able to come up with a schedule that really took into account their schedules, how old the kids were, um, you know, activities and stuff that the kids were doing, and being able to really customize it to them. Whereas in court, a judge doesn't have the time to do that. So we were able to really figure out, okay, these are the nuances that need to be done for this particular case. Um, outside of parenting, uh, another client that I worked with, kind of going to you know some of the, the clients that you you work with, um, ha- had a business, and you know this situation it was one where you know it was really husband's business that he had worked in, but wife had been involved because they'd been married for almost twenty years, and you know the business had been just as much a part of their life as anything else was. And so, you know, working with some great business valuators to figure out, okay, well, what's the value of the business? What is husband's income? Um, so that we could figure out not only um, a buyout, because he wanted to keep the business, but there was community property value there, but also figuring out for income, what does that look like for support purposes? So that's that's a great story, and it certainly illustrates uh, – what a bulk of our listeners are are looking, you know, at situations like, yeah, we have a business and it's been in the family a long time, and we, you know, we don't want to disrupt uh, that. Uh, we need to come to some kind of a peaceful resolution. Well, great information so far. Now you've written articles and and chapters for books on things like uh, uh, putting kids first in divorce, how to reduce conflict, preserve res- uh, relationships, and protect children, uh, but. Uh, how do people um, engage you? What's the best way for them to start a conversation with you? 
Yeah, so you know, checking out our website, we have a lot of resources there, um, and it's you can it's San Diego Family Mediation dot com. That'll also get you to the California site. So that one has the most resources on it. But there's a lot of blog articles and resources there. There's also a contact form. So I find that that's kind of the easiest way for the online. You can also always give us a call. We're at eight five eight seven three six. 2411. And I always like to tell people, you know, even if you're not sure mediation is the right choice, we're happy to have a conversation. And if it's not going to be the right fit for you, refer you somewhere that is. Amanda, and you have offices in uh, Orange County and San Diego, I see, correct? That is correct, yes. Okay, so uh, let me tell you a little bit more about Amanda. She, she is well networked and she knows a lot of professionals because she's in a group called Provisors that networks of uh, hundreds and hundreds if not thousands of advisors uh, all around the area so you're you're a great resource for your clients amanda and i really appreciate you coming on and you're also offering um, listeners a 45-minute consultation at your offices in orange county and san diego so if you are listening to this and you have a need for amanda singer's services please get in touch and again uh, uh, that number once again amanda um, 858-736-2411, and we can make appointments in either the Orange County or the San Diego office there. Okay, terrific. So it's 858-736-2411. You look for a, a hyperlink on the show notes uh, where you're listening to this interview. Amanda, thank you so much for coming. It was really interesting, and I took a lot of notes, and I hope our listeners did too. And I look forward to the next time we speak. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 